and welcome to Grace by Rain, a podcast about the beauty in life. I'm your host, Elaine Shercliffe. I know it's been a bit. I had recorded like six episodes to get me through the first of the year, crazy busy time in the hockey season, and then none of them uploaded. Like I uploaded them, I put them on a timer, and then the timer just didn't work for some reason. So when things like that happen, I take that as a sign from God that those weren't supposed to go up when they were supposed to go up. So today, on February 14th, Valentine's Day, I'm recording an all-new episode, and we're going to go from there. And hopefully next week, we'll have another episode. And if not, this was meant to be the way it was meant to be. That's how I'm living my 2022. So today is a very special date for me. Um, You know, like most couples, Valentine's Day is a time to show our love. Um, I know it's like a commercial holiday, but today is the one year anniversary with the love of my life. Someone who allows me to go apple picking before post-game press conferences. you know, this just this means so much to me that I can also, you know, go on, go to battle with them, um, go on adventures, you know. So today joining me is the love of my life on our one year anniversary, my Nintendo Switch. Listen. <laughs> Uh, I decided last year to treat myself on Valentine's Day. I've never had a Valentine um, until this year, but I've never had a Valentine. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay home and play video games. And I don't care. This is how it's going to be. Also, thank you to the guys at Amnation Pod for unleashing my inner video game nerd that I buried in high school is now unearthed. I have exhumed her from the ground. (laughs) Uh, So now I have this new love and appreciation um, for video games. You can follow them on Twitter at Amnation Pod and um, their podcast can be found the same places my podcast can be found, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, most streaming platforms. I don't think that they're still on YouTube. They used to be, um, but I'm not sure if they still are but I will leave links and um, their social media in the, um, in the show notes. Um, <clears throat> and then from there, because I was interested in video games, again, I've always been a quirky kind of video game player. I had a Game Gear when, you know, <laughs> Game Boy and all that was like super in. And my dad got me a Game Boy and I was obsessed with it. It was my favorite thing ever to take with me. And I didn't need a special like light up screen uh, to put over it to make the screen bigger or to light it up because the, the Game Gear had all that already. I could play it without any add-ons at night and I could play it without having to like squint my eyes to see if I was jumping up on the thing right. So for all of you stands for um, 
for the Game Boy. Like, sorry, Game Gear was better. Don't at me because you're not going to change my mind. <laughs> um, but then from there, I started searching for new people to follow along in the game um, game atmosphere, the game sphere, whatever you want to call it. And I found Lady Gamers on Twitter. Uh, they're based out of the Netherlands and they focus on indie and wholesome games. So like <laughs> there's one game where you go and you find cats. That's just the game. Super wholesome. I love it. Um, I haven't played it yet. I haven't bought it yet, but <laughs> I definitely, um, that's my scene. I, I've come to, when I first got my Switch, I just kind of dove in with like the regular games, the you know, Animal Crossing I broke down and bought like a few months later. I wish that I had been doing Animal Crossing when everyone else had done it. I, it's not as much fun for me. Uh, I do enjoy it to like shut my brain off, uh, to help clear my mind. Sometimes when I need to think, I just go apple picking, <laughs> uh, fruit picking, you know, go dig some holes, build a bridge, um, make, make some pies because I don't have to clean those dishes up because they're not real, <laughs> you know, um, and I got the typical, you know, Donkey Kong and Mario games, all of that. And there was a game I really liked. I just picked it up at random because someone was like, oh, play Zelda. And I was like, oh, I'm not a big fan of Zelda. Please don't hate me for that Zelda stands. And someone suggested Phoenix. And so I got Phoenix and I love it. The problem is, is it, it is time consuming, which if I had the time, it would be fantastic. And I would have played it through already and finished it. I mean, this is literally one of the first games I ever got. I think it was February or March of 2021 that I got it. So I definitely wish that I had the time to play it. I have to keep restarting it from the beginning because I keep forgetting where I'm at. I think it was BK who said on, <laughs> on Am Nation Pod that there should be something for adults who don't have time where it reminds you of where you're at and what you've done up until then. There should be a mode on all lengthy video games. Um, I agree with that. <laughs> so today, so I guess you can probably guess and figure out what today's episode is about. The beauty of video games. So I I've discovered all the different types of games I really enjoy. A lot of them are kind of quirky. Um, a lot of them are visually pleasing. Some of them are old school, like old school looking. They're not, you know, um, I am playing, currently playing a game called, I don't want to get this wrong. So I'm looking it up because it cracks me up because it's so old. It's like old school looking and the music is fantastic. Uh, it's called Epic Dumpster Bear 2. Yes, that's what it's called. Epic Dumpster Bear. It is a game about a 
bear that had been toxic waste and it made it this supernatural type bear and you go through and basically just fuck shit up and try to try to get to the end without dying I like it because the sound it has a little bit of nostalgia um, from some of the older games that we would play when we were younger at the you know the video arcade you know there was one in the town I grew up of lions called uh, Mr. Goba's. <laughs> so if you are like family fun center, so if you're from there, you totally know what I'm talking about. It doesn't exist now. It's not like a Montessori, but you know, there was a lot of old school games like that. So the music though is really, really kind of incredible and gives you um, kind of this old school feel. I can't explain it. I'm going to f- cue it up here in a second it just cracks me up I love it so much let's see I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with it. I'm really bad at it. I can't make it past the second level. I think there's like 10 levels or something. I cannot make it past the second level. (laughs) I I play it because I love the music. (laughs) You know, sometimes you just need to hear a fun, a fun soundtrack. Yeah. And I also, you know, I started playing Death's Door. Um, that's really fun. It's about a crow that's like collecting souls. Uh, it's really, it's cute. It's really cute. I, it's, it's hard. It's not hard, hard. It's, um, you need to focus sometimes, like not during the whole game, but obviously during the bigger battles and I enjoy it. It doesn't take a lot of my time. And if I need to pause it or come back to it in a few days, I know where I'm at. I don't have to like rack my brain and be like, oh, I have to go through all these challenges again to remember what I was doing. And I highly recommend it. I was playing Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> now, let me uh, let me rephrase that. I tried to. If you have any sort of seizure disorder, it will give you a seizure. I used to have seizures in my brain from a bunch of concussions I had in high school. And despite the warning on this game, I still played it and I could feel a seizure coming on. So I stopped and I had like the worst headache for days. And I only have like minor ones and I haven't had one in years, many years. So I really wanted to try that game. I've heard it's really fun. kind of dark and twisty, you know, I'm here for that, but do not play it. If you have any issues with your head, especially seizures, don't do it. It's not worth it. Run out the hard way. Listen, listen to my mistakes, learn from my mistakes. Um, and then the other two that I've really enjoyed, I've enjoyed the Aries series. It's just like this bird thing that goes around and collects memories and you just got to collect all the memories, piece them together. There's not like a real 
point to the game, I guess you could say, other than collecting all of the memories and there's little stories that go along with it. Like each memory builds into a story about the person's memories that you're collecting. It is very relaxing, very Zen, and it is absolutely beautiful. And then I also suggest Figment. It's it's very quirky. Uh, the the art reminds me kind of like almost Tim Burton-esque, but not quite. I really enjoy it. It's a, you know, there's someone in a coma and you're supposed to like help bring them out of it by yet again, collecting their memories and you have to go on these like quests to find them. It's different than Aerie in that sense. Um, and you like battle this bad guy that's keeping you from waking this guy from a coma. I enjoy it. Figment 2 is coming out in May. So if you like the first one, the second one is coming out in May and I highly recommend it. I cannot wait to get my hands on the second one. Uh, But really it's all about a matter of preference and what you like and what you don't like. I've discovered that on some days I just want to kill things in in my video games and other days I just want to get lost in a whole completely different world. With that being said, I want to touch on the things that I realized um, about the beauty of video games. You know, I think too many people get wrapped up and they're like, oh, video games are for people who don't have any ambitions or they're for ultimate nerds or they're for people who have no life or no friends or they're just for dudes. Okay. It's not the case. There's so many different kinds of video games from ones in the educational realm to problem solving, you know, just to making food and learning how to do recipes. (laughs) There's, you know, even exercise type ones, you know, like just dance or we, um, like the Wii, everything on the Wii at one point in the beginning was really catered to you being able to like work out and move your body um, in the beginning. So there's something for everyone and every console is different. I like the Switch. I can take it with me. Um, also, I like the games on the Switch. I wish there was a little bit more cross with some of the other ones that I've I've seen out there, there are some games that I would love to play, but I only have one console. Well, two, I have the Wii, but uh, I just don't want to have a bunch of video game consoles and I don't, um, I don't have a lot of time to play video games. You know, I'm not like going to take all my time because I love so many different things, right? So I just basically use my Nintendo Switch because I can take it with me. I can take it on the road. Sometimes I take it to the games that I'm covering and afterwards when I need to like clear my head, I will, like I said, go like apple picking in Animal Crossing (laughs) or I will um, play airy and just kind of get lost for a moment, collect myself and then write my article. We gotta do what we gotta do, right? So here are a few things that I've learned and 
find beauty in video games? First of all, it's a great, as I mentioned, it's a great place to escape and clear your head. Life can be stressful and Lord knows that since the pandemic started, life has been stressful for quite literally everyone. Stressful to the max. <laughs> you know, and as I said, games like Airy allow you to just turn your brain off and vibe. Just completely vibe. You're flying around. You're picking up memories. You're just soaring, flying. You know, it's just really chill. Sometimes we need that first thing in the morning. Sometimes we need that before we go to bed, in the middle of the day. It's just one of those games you can just vibe. Just vibe, shut your brain off, and just go. Then there's the critical thinking aspect. A lot of games require you to look at a situation and see what, you know, the full picture is. This is also paired with problem solving, which is another great thing that you can learn from video games. So critical thinking and problem solving. There'll be a problem. You need to get something. You need to rescue the princess from the tower or you need to free this soul from, from the frog, the frog king in the swamp, you know. To do that, you have to go on these paths and these battles and figure out a way to get there. And sometimes there's multiple ways. Ones are fast, one is faster, one is shorter. It sometimes there's one way and it looks like there's multiple ways, but those ways just slow you down and you end up getting trapped. Sometimes things look like it's not a road that you can take or you're in this area and you're like, all I'm surrounded by is walls. This happened to me in, um, in Death's Door. And I realized that you have to like hit this flower thing and it shoots up this gas ball. And when it lands right in front of the wall, this particular part of the wall, the wall crumbles, okay? But that's critical thinking. You have to stop and look and assess and see what's going on. Sometimes you can use the bad guy to your benefit in these games. It's, it's really cool to see how your brain works in these kind of situations. Um, for instance, I learned that I am not completely patient. <laughs> there are times when I'm playing a game and I just want to beat the bad guy, like the big main battle. And I'm like, that's it. I'm going off. I'm just going to pew, 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 chop, chop, chop. I'm just going to go guns blazing and I die every time. Because you sometimes have to be patient. Step back, shoot your shot, take a moment, let them have a meltdown, shoot your shot, step back, take a moment, let, let them have a meltdown. Um, and sometimes I just get caught in the fact that I want to finish the game, but I don't really want to finish it because I get a little sad. It's like reading a book. Like I get kind of sad at the end because it's over. Granted, I can play it again, but I love 
not knowing, right? I love finding out and discovering what the story is, how it ends, where it takes me. It's like a different form of reading for me and allows me to use this other part of my brain where I'm not writing, you know? Patience is a big thing in video games, um, especially the ones that I've been playing. You know, uh, Animal Crossing is just really chill, obviously. But if you want to make something and you have to wait three days for something to grow, that's your patience right there. Um, Like I said about in the battles. I think it's a great way too to teach people as well. Not every battle that you face in life is going to go smoothly. You're not going to get it done and get it out of the way. And you have to work through it. You have to work at it. You have to find the proper tools to say win the battle. Um, Not that when you're arguing with people, you're definitely trying to win, (laughs) but you have to find those proper tools and the moments of weakness to just get in and be like, hey, this is what I'm feeling or this is what I'm doing. And I need you to understand. Um, it's also the same way, though, in a real life fight, like when you're legit throwing punches with someone. If you just keep going at them like pop, pop, pop but you're right there all the time, they're going to be able to sense your weakness like right away, right? They're able to just like kick you, like boom, you're down. But if you have the patience to throw a few shots, then take a step back and assess, throw throw a few more shots, take a step back and assess, then the outcome is usually better. Uh, The other thing with patience too is like I said, you know, we want to rush through life. Sometimes I want to rush through a game. Sometimes I want to see how it ends and we forget to enjoy. We forget to enjoy things. We forget to enjoy the little things and the little beautiful things. And I know I do that. Sometimes I just rush and I, I want to get to my end point. I know where my end point is and what I want. And I want, I want to get there really fast you know, and that's how it is with video games too, is you find the end point, you know, where you're supposed to go. You're trying to figure out how to get there, but if you're not patient, it's going to take you a lot longer and it's going to be stressed and you're going to be screaming and you're going to be like, shit, GD, fuck every, every time you mess up because you know that you're pushing it. Um, granted there are times when I am being patient, And I'm playing one section of a game for like three hours. And then I start, you know, unleashing, (laughs) unleashing the aggressive language (laughs) because my brain is like short circuited. And that's when, you know, it's time to take a break. (laughs) Um, I also really love how it combines artistry and music it's kind of like a movie, um, but you can control it. You know, I I love some of the scores that they put behind put behind these video games, and 
you can tell, like, especially with the indie games, their music is really cool. It's, it's not, you know, your typical, like say Mario or, or even with, um, Call of Duty and stuff. It, it's a lot of, it feels like indie writers, people who specifically are writing for that scene in the, the game. In fact, I think there's a playlist on Spotify that has all the music for Death's Door. Um, I love that. I love that because also from an artistry and a marketing standpoint, that's so smart, right? You want to market your game put the soundtrack out before the game comes out or pieces of the soundtrack out before the game comes out. Kind of like a movie, like I said. You want to get people hyped about it? Put that out. And it combines, I feel like video games is an untapped market for musicians. That more musicians, instead of trying to get that number one billboard hit or that number one film score winning the Oscar, which are all, you know, those are all great things. I'm not shooting that down and saying it's not, but there's something so cool about saying like, Hey, I did the score for Aerie. I took each scene and I wrote based on what the scenery looked like or what the mood or theme of the game is about or that specific, you know, challenge or that specific level. I love that. And I think more musicians should tap into that. I think there is something there to allow the artistry of it to come through a little bit more. So if you're an artist and you're listening to this and you are struggling to, you know, break in with some of your other music, Maybe divert a moment, just divert and fall a little bit in love with it again by trying something new, like scoring a video game. It's worth a shot, right? I also really love with video games is it's something to bond over. You know, I love hearing people talk about how online gameplay gave them a chance to stay connected with friends and family, especially during the, um, during the pandemic, I think there's a lot of value in that because you're getting to spend time with each other. Here's the thing. People can make all the excuses they want about why they can't see you, why they can't come into town, why you can't spend so much time together. There, there's all these reasons. Okay. But technology Technology allows you to find the people who are willing to to really find ways to see you and spend time with you. Yeah, playing a video game with someone right next to me would be great, but that's not always possible. I have family all over the world. I have uh, friends in other countries other time zones, and doesn't always work, you know, especially with the pandemic. I have to be careful um, living with my dad who has, you know, an autoimmune disease. I have to be careful how many people I'm around. And online gameplay allows you to spend time with people that way. 
And I just, I love that some people have really embraced technology. And even if it's not a game that they like, even if it's not a game they're particularly good at, it still allows them to have that moment and spend that time together, which is almost as good as being in person. Almost. <laughs> um, and like I said, the other thing I love is that there's games for every mood, every personality. There's, you know, you, you don't have to put yourself in a box. And I think what happens a lot with video games and why the, the masses don't see video games as something of their time, it's because it's not something that has been marketed to them in a way that hits who they are. You know, there's a lot of marketing of Call of Duty and Pokemon. Animal Crossing got marketed not super well, but because it was the pandemic, everyone at the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was talking about it. So then everyone else had to have it, you know. And then there's all the sports games. Those all get marketed super well. You see them on television. You see the ads on Twitter, on YouTube, all of that. But there's all these other really great games that can fit you and who you are. You know, you like horror games. There's horror games. Like you like um, romantic comedy things. There's actually these like romantic gameplay games. You know, you, you have a storyline and you pick different ways to go, or there's one game where I might play. I haven't decided yet. I can't remember what it's called, but someone just broke up and they're trying to guide their way through life and where to go. And it's a story type game. It's a, it's a storyline game. There's a lot of words on the screen and you pick these different paths almost like a choose your own adventure <laughs> book that's that could be your alley or if you just like to kill things or beat things up there's games for those two um you know the adventures with the side quests there's everything there's literally everything if you like sudoku okay well guess what there's a sudoku game <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's just it's not, it has been marketed in such a way that the same people over and over want to play video games. And they think the Nintendo Switch and Animal Crossing coming out, you know, getting really hot during the pandemic was awesome because just the random run-of-the-mill person got their Switch and now they like it, you know? They are finding different things to love about it. Like I said, I am so glad that I decided to treat myself on Valentine's Day last year and buy a Nintendo Switch because it has provided me with a lot of joy, a lot of enjoyment. And I've been able to connect with other people about the different games I play. You see it in sports too. Uh, players will take games with them on the road. 
I have seen hockey players literally take their Xbox on the bus with them or even even on the plane with them to have in the hotel room when they're away for a long time. Uh, The NHL bubble during the beginning of the pandemic, there were a lot of them that took their Xbox with them. And then I think it was Call of Duty or something had a download and the Wi-Fi basically broke at the hotel because all of, all of the um, people in the bubble were just downloading this, this update. And then they were all playing each other. I mean, they're playing each other on the ice and they're playing each other in Call of Duty. And I just, I find something so fascinating about that. I think I think it's a great way to connect. I really do. And a great way to really find out who you are and as well as, you know, hone those different qualities in you that you might not have um, thought you needed work on, like patience. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, patience. I need a lot of patience. (laughs) So. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I want you to tell me about your favorite video games. I want you to tell me about um, what you love about video games and what your favorite console is. Are you a PC person, Xbox, PS, um, Switch? Like what is, what's your jam? Are you old school? Are you still rocking like the the old school like N64s or... Atari's like I know there's some video game collectors who still play all those old games because they're nostalgia and it still works so hit me up on social media or send me an email any of that and tell me what it is that you love about video games thank you for joining me um as always be kind and love always and play video games to your heart's content. Don't let anyone try to stop you. Catch you all back here next week. My theme music is One Light by Nick Wilkinson and the Featured Players. You can find their latest album, Live Volume 1, on Bandcamp and Spotify. Live Volume 1 was recorded in front of a live audience on May 26, 2017, at Jilly's Music Room in Akron, Ohio.